Hello, and welcome to the e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast, where new and aspiring instructional designers start, grow, and advance their careers in instructional design and online learning development. I'm your host, Crystal Harper. I'm a former school teacher who transitioned to instructional design, all while working full-time as a single mom. Would you like to become a successful instructional designer without the burden of earning another degree? Well, then let's get started. Gamification is the use of game elements and game techniques in non-game contexts. It is a vastly growing trend and is being adopted by very large universities and corporations. Game elements include components such as points, levels, rewards, badges, avatars, leaderboards, or progression. Remember that the objectives need to be something other than succeeding in the game. The learner needs to have a purpose for participating other than simply to play the game. It's important to keep in mind that it is not always appropriate to use, but when used effectively, can be an extremely powerful technique. Another reason why you should include gamification in your online course is because of the natural progressive arrangement that is often utilized. The main goal is to, number one, get them playing, and number two, keep them playing. You need to create an experience that will genuinely engage them for an extended period of time. There are a variety of rules that you need to keep in mind when designing a game. The player needs to feel as if they are on a journey. There should be a beginning, middle, and end that occurs progressively. Now I will talk about all the different components and tools that you can use in your e-learning practices to be more game-like. These are things that help the structure of the actual game. This includes achievements. As opposed to just the general notion of a challenge, giving the player some reward attached to doing a specific set of things. That's an achievement. Avatars. Show the player some visual representation of their character. Badges. Give the learner visual representations of those achievements. Boss fight. This is at the end of a level, the end of some part of the game. A really hard challenge, a high level monster that you have to defeat, and it's typically really hard to do so in order to get to the next level. Collections. Collections pull together a bunch of different things, assembling certain pieces or certain examples of something. You have to get a whole bunch of spells together or you have to get a whole bunch of badges together to fill up a cabinet that you can get in the game. Combat. You are probably familiar with combat. Content unlocking. Content unlocking means you need to do something, maybe an achievement, maybe some leveling up, in order to get access to a certain new content in the game. Gifting. Giving things to other people can actually make people want to play the game more because it feels like fun. People like to feel good about giving to others. Leaderboards. This is a list of players in order of their score. Levels and points should be fairly obvious, but we will talk more about this later. Quests. They are similar to achievements. This is more the kind of game-like notion that you have to do some things that somehow are specifically defined within the structure of the game. Social graph. Seeing your friends who are also in the game and allowing you to interact with them, to play with and against them, making the game an extension of your social networking experience. Teams. You're probably already familiar with virtual goods. These are things within the game that are virtual. They're not real, but the users are willing to pay either the virtual currency of the game or their time or even real money to get it. As you can see, there are a vast amount of game elements that you can include in your online course. Of course, it is not always appropriate to use them all, but this should show you some of the options that you have to play with in implementing gamification and e-learning. Out of all the elements previously discussed, there are three core elements that are almost always used in gamification. However, it should be important to remember that you should not only use these three elements. Otherwise, the game will eventually become boring to the learner. 
Points are our way of determining of how well someone is doing in the game. So points can either show the relative position of players or they can actually define winning. Winning might be the first person to achieve 5,000 points, but they do other things as well. Points can connect up with rewards. So you need, say, 5,000 virtual points to get some reward or a digitally created badge. Points also provide feedback. Seeing here that you've got 5,000 points in this case is pretty good evidence that you're doing better than when you had 100 or this other player who has 100. The points are a feedback mechanism. They show you in real time exactly how you're doing in the game. The points are also a way of displaying progress. So you remember I talked about the importance of the progress dynamic of getting up to a higher point. The points give the learner feedback, but they also are a way of telling them they're moving along the staircase of where they are. The points also provide data, so the game designer can see how many points the learner is earning, where they've earned them, and how fast they've earned them, and so forth, and that can be used to enhance the game. Badges are representations of achievement. They are also some visual indication that you have reached a certain level or you've accomplished some set of objectives. The point is that they are something, typically a button-like graphic that goes on a profile page or someplace that other players can see, and they show and represent the achievement of that player. Now there are many great things about badges. One of the powerful things about badges is just how flexible they are. You can represent anything in a badge. Maybe the learner gets a badge for the first time they do something. Maybe they get a badge for doing something a hundred times in a row. Maybe they get a badge just at random because the, the instructor wanted to give them a little surprise. The badge can represent whatever you want and that's very powerful. They also signal importance. A badge designates what things are significant in the game. There are many kinds of things that might be achieved, but the badge says, yes, this is something that this game will reward, and that tells the learner that it's significant. They also function as credentials. The badge tells anyone who's looking, here's what I've done. Badges also can support collections. So if the learner has a bookcase, if you will, that can hold a variety of different badges, then that's often seen by players as an invitation to fill it up. Leaderboards are about ranking. They tell the learner exactly where they stand relative to other people who are playing the game. The idea is that they will push people. The learner sees that someone's ahead of them and they will want to double down on their work. Or they see that someone is just a little bit behind them and they'll work harder. It's all about competition. However, it's important to be aware that sometimes leaderboards can be demotivating. There is potential that the learner will just give up or not try as hard if they fall too far behind on the leaderboard. You need to have a purpose for the game. The purpose should focus on the learning objectives that you are trying to achieve, and everything in the process has to tie into that purpose. The second aspect of design thinking is that it's human-centered. It needs to be designed around people. Design thinking is about always pushing for the experience and trying to keep in mind what the experience actually looks like to people. Finally, design thinking is iterative. In other words, it inherently expects that we are not going to get it right the first time. We have to bake in from the beginning the idea of trying, failing, learning, trying again, and iteration means doing the same thing multiple times but improving over time through the process. There are six steps to design a game in an e-learning course. Step one is to find the learning objective. What does the student need to accomplish in this course? What are the course goals? Remember, design has to be purposeful. Second, what are the target behaviors? What is it that you want the learner to do? Gamification is about motivation. It's about encouraging people to do certain things, and therefore you need to start out with an understanding of just what those things are. Third, describe the players. Human-centric, player-centric, that's the essence of design and gamification. So you need to have some understanding about who your learners are. 
What are they like? And how can using gamification respond to the different kinds of players that you have? Next is devise your activity loop. There are two kinds of loops that move forward the action and gamification. These are called engagement loops and progression loops. This is where you structure the core, micro, and macro level gameplay aspects. Fun. Number five, don't forget the fun. This comes back to the discussion that we had earlier about game thinking and just how important fun is, how difficult it is to define, but how we can look at certain kinds of characteristics that in different ways make things fun. Paradoxically, that's easy to miss when you're doing gamification because gamification is about coming up with structures and rules and processes and systems to achieve those objectives that I've talked about before. And very often, people who are going down that road get so caught up that they lose sight of the fact that these systems should in some way be engaging. They should be fun, whether consciously or not for the players, because if not, they're missing out on a lot of what makes gamification potentially so powerful. And then finally, you need to use the right tools for the job. Use the right elements, use the right structures, and put them into place. Now it's time for you to go out and design your own game for your e-learning course. Today you learned why you should use gamification in e-learning, how to implement it into your e-learning courses, elements in gamification, and a list of steps of how to design a game in your e-learning course. Please leave a comment to this post or reach out to the community forum with any questions or comments about this course. All right, that wraps up this week's podcast episode. And if you want some more help and more guidance, then make sure that you sign up for my free e-learning and instructional design for beginners toolkit. Tools and processes that'll actually help you start grow and advance your instructional design and e-learning course development career. This toolkit will provide you with everything that you need to get started for a successful career in instructional design. Just go to www.eteachonline.com slash toolkit. So if you liked this podcast, then you should definitely sign up for the toolkit. Just head to my website at www.eteachonline.com slash toolkit. I've also got a ton of other free resources that can help you succeed in instructional design. Visit my website at www.eteachonline.com. Thanks so much for listening. Now go out there and take action on what you learned about instructional design today.